amplified impact for multi-passionate female entrepreneurs turning their gifts into assets. This is a space to open your heart even deeper as you learn how to tune into your mission and connect with your clients, the ones who you dream to serve, and create massive impact in their lives. I'm here to inspire you to take time for yourself so you can be the leader in your life and your business, one who stands out and thrives. This is the place where women just like you create wealth from the inside out. All right, ladies, here we are. And I have Ashley Rachel with us today. As you know, she's a business coach, a mindset mentor, and I'm excited to dive into our conversation today. Hi, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your backstory and what it is that you are really passionate about now? Yeah, I would love to. So hi, everyone. My name is Ashley. I am a business and mindset coach. I work mostly with coaches who are in the personal development space. I work a lot with mindset coaches, self-love coaches, relationship coaches, And I work mostly with coaches who are towards the beginning of their coaching journey, Um, women who are like already showing up, creating content, doing the things, but who feel like maybe they're not quite attracting the clients that they want, or who are hearing a lot of like, you're so inspiring, but it's not really translating into sales. And so what I'm super passionate about helping my clients do is showing up with confidence in their content and on social media, trusting themselves, feeling more comfortable selling, showing up as a leader, as an authority, and really clarifying and honing their message so that they can show up and attract their soulmate clients. So that's a little bit about what I do. Mm, I love this. And I I actually found you on one of your posts where you were a self-love coach, and then you ended up like expanding your services and offerings to be a business mentor. And I'm curious for you, like, how did you feel, you know, when you're in the beginning stages and you want to start your business and you're like, I like self-love, I like mindset. I like, how do you choose where to start? Yeah, that's a really great question. I feel like, like whenever I tell my story of how I started, I always say, like, I feel like I stumbled into it. I don't feel like I planned really for it, for it to happen the way it did, but how it really happened was I was going to school to become a therapist. And so I was doing like a lot of this self-love work, um, working on myself, going to school to become a therapist. And then I decided I wanted to start a blog. And I started a blog on self-love and I really got my start just by talking about the things that were lighting me up. I'm really big on trusting your intuition, following your desires, following what lights you up. And so for the first few months that I was online, I was just writing articles about things that I was interested in, things that I love telling stories about lessons around self-love that I was going through. And that's kind of how I found my niche to start with was literally just like not overthinking it, not overanalyzing it, but just kind of writing about what I felt passionate about. And so I did the self-love coaching for a while. I grew my business to full-time doing that. And then I realized that I wanted to help other entrepreneurs. So then I transitioned into business coaching. Mm, I love it because I think a lot of the times 
we just have to start, you know, take messy action. It's like, oh, here I am. I chose something. And when your desire is like, actually, I want to do something else to trust that evolution of like expanding into a new niche or a new market. Because I know a lot of like beginning stage entrepreneurs, it's like, I just started, I chose this, but now I actually want to do something else. And there's that like, can I actually go from a self-love coach to a business mentor and all the, the mindset that comes around that. And I know that you being a mindset coach, it would be really fun for you to share. Like, how did you coach yourself through and work through some of those beliefs that can hold us back from, some would say pivoting. I like to say expanding more into yourself. Yeah, I love the way that you put that. I, it's so funny because I feel like I've evolved so many times. And I think that's just what happens as entrepreneurs. And I'm sure that you can relate, like as you're learning and growing on this journey, you feel like you're always kind of becoming a new person or becoming more of yourself. And so I always tell my clients, it is the most natural thing in the world to evolve. And as you evolve, your business evolves. I just think that's so natural and it's easy to resist that evolution and to feel like, you know, is it okay to go from being a mindset coach to a business coach? Or even like before that, for me, it was like, is it okay for me to walk away from my therapy career and and become a coach? Like, is it okay? And I think we look for permission because it's scary to pivot. Um, but I always just try to encourage people, like when you feel that intuitive nudge, I'm meant to do something else, or I'm meant to help a certain different type of person, or I'm meant to start talking about this topic online that I haven't been talking about. It's like, that's coming up for a reason. So trust it, trust the evolution and, um, don't resist it. Yes. It's so good. I love what you said, like trust the evolution because as an entrepreneur, what like I found is like, I started as a yogi, a yoga student, a yoga teacher, and you grow and you evolve and you change and you expand and you become. And then I became an entrepreneur on accident. I didn't realize, you know, you had to be an entrepreneur to really be successful as a yoga teacher. And it was like the voice just kept getting louder and louder. So I think that the entrepreneurship journey to me is just a mere reflection of the yoga journey and to trust those like inner, inner voices. And I love what you said about permission slip, because I feel like as coaches, a lot of our work sometimes is just to give others permission to follow that voice inside of their head. Can you speak a little bit more about like when clients come to you and it's just like, yeah, you can do that. What happens when we get permission from our coach or mentor? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question because I just had um, a woman come to me recently who's a relationship coach. And she's like, you know, for a while I've had this feeling like I'm supposed to help entrepreneurs. And she's like, I, but I've been like scared to make that transition. Like, do I know enough? Am I, am I far enough along? Have I made enough money? Like, am I going to be seen as credible? And so we had some conversations around that. And I think like when I just told her like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, just go for it. She's like, oh, like, you're right. I can just do it. Like, I don't actually need somebody to give me that permission. I can give that to myself. And I think no matter where you are in your journey, whether you're just starting out or whether you're going through some kind of pivot, it's like, you get to just give yourself permission. It's like when I first started, nobody told me like, okay, you get to be a coach now, or, okay, you get to run your own business now, or, okay, you know, it's your time. It's like, I had to decide that for myself which I think in life, we're not always used to doing that because we grow up going to school, getting graded, kind of 
having like this, this path maybe that we're encouraged to go on from our parents or from society. And so it can be scary. I think as an entrepreneur to have that freedom to, to just like appoint yourself. Um, but it can also be really empowering and empowering and liberating. I think to just say, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to do this thing that I want to do, even if other people don't get it or don't understand it. Like I get to do what I want to do in my life. Yeah. And I, I love what you said, because this idea of like following the path, what we were given, it's almost like this permission slip we were granted without asking for permission. Right. It's like, these are the, these are the standards. This is what you should do. And so then when you go to do something and there isn't like a should, but it's like your heart's desire, it's like, but where's the approval piece, you know, where's the like acceptance piece. And so as an entrepreneur, I think we start to pave our own way and do the unwritten like expectation for ourselves because it's like that inner voice inside and I know for me personally is like so long I quieted the voice and you know the, the 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 universe will whisper for a little bit until she roars and then it's like okay now it's the big move but if we can quiet the mind we can make that pivot or expansion sooner when we start to begin to listen yeah. Yeah. You have to be tuned into that inner voice. And I love what you said about like it whispers and then it roars. Cause I think that's so true. And I think oftentimes if we just get quiet and just tune in, like, what do I really want? Like, what do I feel like my next program is or my next step in my journey? It's like, you do know, cause it keeps coming up and it's like, it's a whisper at first, but then it does just keep getting louder. And I think the thing is, is it doesn't ever go away. So you can keep pushing it down and pretending like it's not there and avoiding it, but it's not going to go away. And so I found so much freedom in just trusting it and just going with it and just doing the things that I feel called to do because um, it just gets easier, I think, when we can actually move past that resistance. Yeah. And I think what you like said is like, it's almost like once we do it, it's like we get more accustomed to that uncomfortable feeling. We build evidence that it's possible and we start to listen to her sooner because you're right. Like it doesn't go away. It just gets louder and louder until it's like, okay, I have no choice. But if we start to listen when it comes, it's like the more subtle, the, the, the more we can trust our intuition. Um, yeah. with, with working with beginner stage entrepreneurs for you, I know that like they're starting out their business. What do you think the biggest like mindset hurdles are for them that you can hold space? Oh, there's so many. Mm. I think one of the biggest ones that came up for me that I also see a lot for my clients is, is just the fear of judgment and the fear of, you know, what are my friends and family going to say? What are people going to think? I know that that came up really strongly for me, especially as I was going to school to become a therapist and on the side, I'm like charging hundreds and thousands of dollars online, you know, for people to work with me with coaching. And I just remember sitting in class and hearing my classmates talk about like, you know, it sucks that in order to become a licensed therapist, like it sucks that we have to go through like all of this schooling. We still have several years of supervision. And once we get the job, it's not even that well-paying. And I just remember sitting there and thinking like, you know what, that's not going to be me. I like, I want to do it my way and I'm ready to help people now. Like, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait until somebody tells me I'm good enough or I have the degree or the license. Like I didn't want to wait. Um, and so I think 
you know what? I, I just forgot what the question was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's perfect because what, what I heard from you is like, I decided I was going to do it differently. But like, my question was like, what do you think the biggest hurdle is for people that are going to start? And you, you had mentioned on a judgment, but I think the, the, the direction that you took, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the judgment, I think for me, it was like, I want to do it my way, even though my classmates don't get it. So I had that fear of like, what are they going to think that I'm like doing this thing that's kind of taboo and like other therapists are like, you know, coaches aren't legit and like just all that judgment. And so for me, it was like, I just have to get past that and trust that I'm being pulled to this path for a reason, even if other people don't get it. So I think that's one of the biggest blocks for entrepreneurs is just that fear of judgment. And so I always encourage people show up and create content as if you're speaking to people who get it and who love you and who understand your work versus showing up to speak to the people that maybe need to be convinced or who are judging you or who just don't get it. Yeah, I love it so much. I actually just commented on one of your posts because it's so true. It's like you get to attract who you talk to. And like, you know, when I first started my business, I had a coach that was like, talk to their their objections and overcome their objections. And I was like, why am I attracting all of these people that don't care about themselves and that have never invested in themselves? And, and I was like, oh, wait, I'm attracting these people because I'm talking to them. So it's like, we can talk to people who understand where we're at, because the truth is someone's always going to judge you and you're always going to be out of alignment with someone. It's just, where do you want to be aligned? Yeah. And that was such a big shift for me because I experienced the same exact thing where I was getting a lot of people that are like, you know, not right now. I don't have the money, all those objections. And I realized I wasn't really showing up to talk confidently to the people that are ready. And once I made that shift in my language and also in my mindset, I started to attract more people that are like, let's go. I'm ready to pay you. I'm ready to do this. Like just have that inner fire to get going. I love that. It actually sparks like the, the question for me, I'm a beginner entrepreneur. How do I use messaging in a confident way to attract my soulmate clients? Like what suggestions would you give over the, like the old way that we both experienced as beginning, like talk to their objections and overcome them. There's a new paradigm that's forming in, in our coaching world. I can see like the, the interweaving of um, similarities, but I'm curious for you, like how do you bring that up with your clients so that they aren't attracting clients that are not ready? They don't know what coaching is. They don't get it. Right. Yeah. That's such a great question. There's a few different ways I think about it, but I think one of my best pieces of advice around this is to speak to your person's deep inner knowing. So if you're a health coach, speak to the person's inner knowing that they're meant to have a healthy body and a healthy lifestyle. And they're meant to feel good in their body. And they're meant to look in the mirror and love themselves. Like speak to those things that that person knows, like deep down, I'm meant for this. I know that I deserve this. I know that this is possible for me. And so when you really speak to that person's higher self, almost, um, you call in the people that are like, you know, I, like I'm ready to trust myself versus if you're only speaking to people's pain points or problems in a disempowering way, um, then you might not attract people who are actually ready. So speak to your people as if they know, and you know, that they're fully, fully capable and it's safe to trust their intuition. Um, and I just love how empowering that feels to share that kind of message mm -hmm. and, and for people to receive that.
Yes. And I think with what you said about like trusting intuition and that we can speak to their desires and acknowledge their pain, but not be like digging into it in a negative way. And I know that like, that doesn't, that didn't feel good for me when I was creating content to like hone in on what they were like going through in a a negative way, but rather like acknowledge what they're going through, but like know that they actually desire something different. I think that there's a balance between those two because they're both alive. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I always encourage people like speak to the desires and also speak to the pain points, but speak to them in a way that's like, I get you. I relate to you. I've been you. I understand you. And what that does is it really helps people to feel like, okay, this person actually does get me. And there's somebody that can help me get to the other side. Yes. Feeling seen. Yes. It's that's so huge. Yeah. What would you say for you? Like your biggest desire for becoming a mindset and business coach in the idea of impact? Like, what does that mean to you to have a bigger impact? Mm, I think I've always been driven by impact. Um, just for like, as long as I can even think back, um, I used to do a lot of performing and singing and playing guitar. And even back then when I was like 12 years old, I just remember that feeling of looking out into a crowd and just feeling like I'm, I'm, somebody is being moved emotionally by what I'm sharing. And that kind of connection has always really inspired me. Um, and so I think just something as simple as somebody commenting and saying, you know, this really shifted my perspective or this really helped me. It's just so rewarding to me. And then to also know that not only am I making an impact, but I'm creating this lifestyle that I really love where I have this freedom to create my own schedule and this money to spend it in ways that feel good to me um, and help other people create that too. It's just like the most rewarding path I could ever imagine for myself. Yeah. The power of one, right. One comment, one client, like those celebrations of just like the impact that we can have on one person's life to see the work that we're doing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people like celebrate the small wins. And that's been huge for me because if we're only focused on the huge milestones, um, you know, it, it can feel like we'll never get there, but when we we can like celebrate every payment, every comment, every like, every little win on the journey. I just think it makes it easier and more fun. Yes. And then we're not seeking like from a place of lack, like I only got one like, it's like, wow, someone liked my post, like someone's seen what I did. And I think today with like the social media world, there's such an endorphin rush when we see how many likes or comments and if one post does better than another. And so I love it, like celebrating the small wins, the small milestones. And like, I know that like, that's a lot like one year into a podcast, like you're celebrating that right now. I believe I've seen. Yeah. And so it's like, we could be like, Oh, I've only done it one year. Be like, I've been doing this for an entire year. Right. It's all perspective. Yeah. And with that perspective, what would you say to someone that's like, but I only have one person signed up for my program. Can I run a group program with only one person? Cause I know this comes up for me with, you know, beginner change entrepreneurs. It's like, but there's only one person. It's a group. Yes. And it's so funny that you said that because I have been there. I've run several groups with one or two people. And what I would say to that person is like, show up and give it all you got and like love on that person and pour value into them and make it the best experience for them and celebrate them as if 
you were celebrating a whole group of people um, because that's like a real human that's trusting you, that's paying you. And that's like, that's amazing. That's huge. And it's something to celebrate. And if we can't celebrate one person, then how in the world are you ever going to celebrate a bunch of people? So it starts with one and you have to feel so proud and so grateful for that one person. Yeah. And it's like that one person is your evidence that you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And I find like, if you don't celebrate, like your advice is so good because if you don't celebrate the small, when you get to bigger numbers, you're going to want to be somewhere bigger. (laughs) And then you're always changing the next thing, chasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't want to chase. We don't want to be in scarcity or lack or feeling like it's never enough. We want to be in that feeling of like, this is perfect for right now. And I still get to desire more. And I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks. And so our conversation reminds me of like being in the vortex, being in the zone. And like when you're so full of what you already have, it's like that energy gets you more rather than what you're saying, like that scarcity keeps you scarce. Yeah. What we focus on expands. I think it's so true. Mm -hmm. What would you say like with where you are at now, like what would be your advice for someone just starting out or someone that's pivoting or expanding? Like what would you go back and tell Ashley when she first began? I think I would tell her that you can handle more than you think you can. So one of my, I think, biggest blocks in business has been this fear of overwhelm and this fear of, you know, what if I have a bunch of clients and I, you know, I can't handle it or they're mad at me or I drop the ball on something or, you know, just this fear of like, what if it's too much? And I would go back and I would tell myself, you can handle it and you can figure it out and you can set boundaries and, and you can make it work and you can hold more clients and you can hold more space for money. And like, you can just hold more than you think you can hold, like trust your ability to do that. Mm. And when you said that, it was just like this positive mindset around like, yes, you can do it. It's like so possible for you. And sometimes what happens is like, we look at what if only one person comes? What if one person wants a refund? What if, and we feed that side of the negative loop. Whereas like what you were saying is just like, there's so many different things that can happen in the entrepreneur journey of like the up and down, just like any relationship. And so being able to hold yourself when you're in the valley, the lower part of your business, knowing that you're going to rise back up to the top of the mountain again, eventually, but to be able to, to hold the void, you know, like when you're at the low part of business or the low part of clients or the low part of income to hold that space of whatever's there for your next evolution. Yeah. And I think the lows are always teaching us the lessons that we need. I went through this earlier this year when I went through like a lower income month and I went through a couple of launches that didn't really go as planned. And those moments can feel really hard and it can bring up so much shame for people. I think the shame of why am I not further ahead or why can, why is it working for everybody else? And I think that in those moments, you have to be able to hold yourself with so much self-love, so much grace, so much compassion, and just trust that, you know, this is coming up to teach me something greater and I'm going to get to the other side of this and it's all going to work out. Um, But I have to let go of the shame of of not being where I want to be. I just did another podcast interview today and that exact same thing came up. It's just like, there's so much shame right now. We're looking at numbers, we're looking and comparing where other people are and it makes us feel less than, 
mindset coach, tell us what do we do with shame? How do we let it go? Because it's such a big topic that when you said, I almost wanted to start crying. I know, I know. And it's, it's, it's so deep rooted and it's like one of the most painful feelings, I think. Um, and I really, really was, was challenged with this earlier this year where I, where I had all this shame and I'm like, what, what do I do with it? You know, how do I show up, especially as a business coach? I think, um, if you have a low income month or if a launch doesn't go to plan, it can bring up all of this kind of imposter syndrome, or even if you're not a business coach and you're a self-love coach or a relationship coach, and then maybe you go through a breakup or something. And it, it brings up that shame of like, you know, all of a sudden, maybe I'm not good enough. And what are people going to think? And, and, you know, I, sh you know, I should be smarter than this or better than this or further along. And, and I just want to like, give a hug and send so much love to anybody feeling that because it's, it's natural in life to go up and down and to have ebbs and flows. And, and just because you have a dip in your income or in your relationships or in your self-love or in your health, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're not credible or good enough. You're always, always, always good enough. And also I think the dips make you a better leader. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The dips make you a, a greater leader is like, you know what it's like to have a down point and you can get them through it. You know what it's like to go through a breakup and you can walk someone else through it. It's like, I think that when you're able to lead by example, cause I've been there and not because I'm above you, it's just like, oh, now you're relatable. Hi, human to human, you know? And so what you just shared, like I got goosebumps now, like it just means that you're human. Exactly. Exactly. And, and your people want to know that you're human. Yeah. And so showing up to share that kind of stuff can be vulnerable, but it can also just be that connection point that people need to really know, like, okay, she gets me. Like she's like me. She's not perfect because um, people don't want or need perfection. Yeah. Take them behind the scenes, you know, rather than showing the like pretty things and the, the greatest parts of your business and your life and your relationship, whatever it may be. It's like, no, I, I go through things like that too. And I think that it's a really good, you can be a really good example by walking people behind the scenes of what it's like to run your business, no matter what type of business you are. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think vulnerability really is a superpower. Mm -hmm. I think we've been really quoting and diving really deep into Brene Brown's work yeah. through vulnerability and shame, but I think it's so prevalent in, in the coaching world and in the online world, just 2022, you know, it's like, it's where we're at right now. And we all have work to do in those areas and other things can trigger them, um, different things in the entrepreneur world for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. If you could leave the listeners today with one piece of advice, whether they're growing, scaling, or um, starting their business, how can they amplify their impact in their business and life? Hmm. I think what's coming through is to just be, you know, to be an embodiment of your work. And, and rather than thinking so hard about what's the right thing to say or what's the right thing to do thinking about, well, how can I just lead myself? How can I wake up today and coach myself through my day? How can I, you know, if you're a health coach, are you waking up in the morning and are you making yourself a healthy breakfast and getting exercise and getting fresh air? And are you living your life and having fun and embodying what you preach? And I think the more that we can do that, it like takes the pressure off. It helps us to have more fun. And it also just makes you so much more magnetic to your community. 
Actually, that's so good. This is exactly what I'm just saying. It's like create magnetic offers. Like you can create offers or you can create magnetic offers. The difference is you're the embodiment of your work. And like, that's exactly what you just said. So, so be the person that you're coaching, you know, be your best client. And yeah, that's a great takeaway, no matter where you're at in your business. Cause sometimes we can get lost in the doing that we forget to be. And so thank you so, so, so much for sharing your wisdom um, today and would love for you to share with the listeners where they can find you, where they can come and plug in with you. Absolutely. So I am on Instagram at Ashley Rachel coaching. I also have a podcast, the follow your light podcast, which I share weekly episodes on. So those are the two main places that I hang out. So I would love to have you come if this really resonated. Yes. Thank you all for being here. We know your time is sacred. It's valuable. So if you've made it to the end, we thank you for your presence. If this lands with you, be sure to take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram and tag Ashley Rose at coaching. Ashley Ashley Rose. (laughs) Ashley. (laughs) Okay. Before we started this episode, I was like, Ashley Rose. And she's like, no, it's Ashley Rachel. And so (laughs) I don't know why I want to put a rose there, but maybe it's because you remind me of flowers. Okay. Oh, (laughs) if you love listening to this episode and you got something to take away, you know, your community could find value. Let us know you're listening tag at Ashley Rachel coaching or Aunt Amber Hagberg. We will talk to you on the next episode. Bye.